and welcome to Faith FM Australia, 87.6, 87.8 and 88 FM. You are here listening to Monica Galash and fake Lyle, I'm calling him. Oh, Ken dear. Kingston, he's standing in for Lyle, who is off on a day off somewhere. You're, you're, you're so is. bright and cheery this morning, Monica, but I'd like to start with a complaint. <laughs> Um, of, uh, of false advertising you, You've called this The breakfast show yes. I see no scrambled eggs I see no hash browns I see no grilled halloumi Grilled capsicum Look, dude, I'm pretty grilled sure there's a, there's a bowl in the corner I might have like A leftover apple And over there In the other corner There's some minties Great You, you, you call that A healthy balanced breakfast here no, but it is free. <laughs> but you're here, Monica, and, and that does make it all, almost worth it. Oh, thanks, Lyle. Butter me up. What are you going to... I, mean, uh, I just called you Lyle. See, it's, it's already happening. It's fake, already happening. Fake Lyle, thanks. Fake Lyle. Yeah. Thanks, fake Lyle. Yeah. My, my name's Kent Kingston, listeners, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> Kent will be filling in for us today, and uh, we are very happy to have him on the show. We have a great show coming up today, Kent, don't we? No, well, no doubt, but as always. Yeah, um, and we actually know it's a great show because we've already yep, done it. Yep, po- positive news. Current yeah. news, uh, lots of talk about um, the environment and the things that people are worried mm-hmm. about, you know, that are threatening mm-hmm. threatening us, you know, global warming, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, the problem is our listeners will listen to it on the delayed broadcast, but they can listen to the live broadcast. All they have to do is it's jump on faithfm.com.au, listen to the live stream that way, or they can get an app. What's the app called? Tune in. It's a free app. You can get it on your phone or your um, tablet device. Yep, and absolutely free. And then you can listen to Faith FM Australia. Just search for Faith FM Australia in the TuneIn app, and you can listen to free um, for free. And it's so much better than the delayed broadcast because you can join in the show. You can do the quiz and get the prize, get the free giveaway. Kent's going to give away some stuff. But if you're listening delayed, you're still very welcome. You're very welcome, but you can't like send us a qu- question of the day, can they? True. We'll be right back after this song break. <laughs> Mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Our helper, he amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing. For still our ancient foe doth seek to work us woe. His craft and power are great and armed with cruel hate. On earth is not his equal. Did we in our own strength confide? Our striving would be losing. The right man on our side The man of God's own choosing Dost ask who that may be Christ Jesus it is He Lord Sabaoth His name From age to age the same And He must win the battle to undo us We will not fear for God has willed 
triumph through us The prince of darkness grim We tremble not for him His rage we can endure For lo, his doom is sure One little word shall fail him to Faith FM Australia and that was Chris Rice. Oh, lovely song. Do you like Chris Rice, Kent? Um, look, I don't hear a lot of him, but he said he certainly seemed to have his morning voice on there at the end, you know, nice nice and low, <laughs> no, nice and relaxed. And, yeah. and and A Mighty Fortress is certainly, you know, yeah. one of my favourite hymns, you know, like Martin Luther, mm-hmm. although I, I do have an arrangement in my head that involves a massive pipe organ <gasps> and, a, um, oh. and, a, and a snare drum and a screaming distorted electric guitar for the tune. I think... That would be awesome. Way more wakey uppy. <laughs> Next time you put that arrangement together, can I be there? Because that, <laughs> that sounds really great. But yeah, it's got cool, I, cool chords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the pipe organ particularly. Well, um, we are going to do some positive news because this is positively disarranged. Did you know that, Ken? Positive news segment. Yeah, Ken, my, uh, my See, we've uh, standard even got a host. Yeah, I love it. Did it. Can we get that recorded before you leave today? <laughs> Everyone, um, you're probably wondering where Lyle is or maybe you're not, but Lyle has gone away for the day and we have Kent Kingston filling in for him. And, uh, and Kent, this is indeed positively different news radio. Okay. I have some really good stories for you, Kent. Show me how it works. Okay, so it's about homelessness. Yeah, yeah that sounds really positive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Monica, I'm going to need a little bit more convincing Yeah, so people are doing good things uh, in the homeless realm. So I've got three stories for you about homelessness. I'm going to roll them all into one happy homelessness story. (laughs) (laughs) You're so unconvinced by me, aren't you? I'm just just amused right now, but yeah, hit hit me with it. This one's particularly for our young people. So in San Diego, a 16-year-old boy, a 16-year-old is changing the homelessness culture in San Diego um, with something called a Wheels for Change program. And basically, they have a van where they go around every morning and they pick up any homeless people who are interested in, you know, uh, working for a wage. And then they do uh, community projects. So, stuff like... um, Erasing graffiti, picking up trash, working on gardens, you know, um, median strips, just, you know, regular weeding, that kind of thing. And then they have lunch. And then at the end of the day, they um, they get driven back to this tent structure they have and they get paid and they have the dignity of working. And wow. apparently, you know, it's, it's really, it's basically giving them a job. That's awesome. I, I yeah. wonder how they fund that. 
Um, actually, get this. This 16-year-old boy, he heard the idea from a TED Talk, decided to implement it, was so passionate that his mum bankrolled the project. Oh, wow. Go, mum. Yeah. How about Love that? Love it. I think I might have seen that TED Talk too, actually. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah, great. Well, not only is that happening, but there is a gentleman um, in Florida... Mm-hmm. Who other side of the country? Other side of the country now. Still not our country, but you know, good good news for us still. Who has started teaching the homeless people of his city how to read in his lunch break? Just wow. in his lunch break. So he's a he's a suit guy. You know, he's a shark in a suit, and um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he goes to his he goes to his office job every day. And then he was realizing that the homeless people that were asking for money, um, he started chatting with them one day and realized that a lot of them they can't get jobs because they don't they're illiterate. They don't know how to read. Oh, and, so and, and because of the signs they're holding up. Uh, yeah, aren't spelt right, or no signs at all. Uh, yeah, okay. And, um, yeah. Sorry, I was I was I was being facetious um, because you you edit. I yeah, I'm a magazine editor, and I do go around correcting commas. I, I uh-huh. have this secret You're desire to, to go around to like billboards and things with a, a marker right. and I'm put one apostrophes in too. where they're missing or, or crossed them out. Maybe this guy was correcting their spelling on their signs and that's when he found out they're illiterate. So he he now starts um, he's now teaching people how to how to read in his lunch break. Awesome. And my third homelessness happy nugget is that Canada has their... Did you, you say of, Canada? Canada. Have you heard of Alberta? Is a city yeah, in Alberta and Canada. I think it's yeah. in the... Isn't it a fairly cold location? It's a fairly cold location. And it is um, one of the first cities ever to eliminate homelessness completely. What? Yeah. Do you know how they did it? This is so crazy, right? Uh, well, first of all, I don't believe it. But yeah, tell me. Okay. So first of all... Um, Usually, when they have homeless dealing with homelessness, they they have like a like a like a um like a you know a one two three. So mm. basically, first they tell them first you have to get off your drugs, first you have to you know clean up yourself, and then you have to you know um, get yourself cleaned up, and then find a job, and then we'll give you a home. Yeah, which is all backwards. Exactly, and so yeah. Canada's realised this, and they've said no, we'll get you a home first, then we'll get you off your drugs, off your alcohol, deal with your health issues, whatever they are. Um, you know, because if you think about it, it's going to be kind of hard to get off uh, any kind of addiction if you're sleeping under a park bench. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and so they've started doing this thing um, where they only have let a person um, stay in a, in a shelter for ten days, mm-hmm. and after ten days, if they're still in a shelter, they get relocated to a house or an apartment. So and then wow. doing this, they've actually managed to eliminate all their homelessness, and apparently um, other cities have adopted this, and it's. Working like absolutely magical. Um, I'm trying to remember what the other city was, but another city tried to do it. Oh, here we go. Utah used the same model and reduced its homelessness by 91%. Wow, 91. That's incredible. I'm, I'm wondering how they define homelessness here because there are different sorts of homelessness, of course. I mean, there is the obvious, you know, mm. sleeping on the streets, sleeping under a bridge, you know, sleeping rough. Um, they call it, but there's also the other sorts of homelessness, which is unstable housing, um, what you might call couch surfing, Uh Um, perhaps like what you're doing right now, um, Monica, you know. (laughs) I am, I'm couch surfing. Yeah, coming from interstate and saying, hey, um, who can I stay with? And then you stay with someone for a while and they say, well, yeah, you can stay, but only for you know, a couple of weeks, then you're going to have to find something else. Mm. And so then you go and find something else. And I then, guess I am homeless right now. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. it's it, it's un- unstable housing sort of thing. Um, so perhaps when they're talking about eliminating homelessness, they're talking about that more 
visible, obvious, sleeping rough Mm -hmm. sort of homelessness rather than those people who are, you know, sleeping in their – there are people who sleep in their cars Mm -hmm. and then, you know, dress up in their suit and tie and and go off to their office job. Um, Because you used to be a social worker, didn't you? I did, yeah, yeah. How how does that situation happen where someone has a well-paying job, they've got a suit and tie, but they're sleeping in their car? How how do people get to that point? Look, it's – everyone's circumstance is – Completely different, mm-hmm. of course. Um, but for example, you um, you might have a relationship breakdown, mm-hmm. um, and at that point, you have to leave the place that you've lived in for a while. And if you've ever, you know, tried to find a rental, Monica, you know how hard that can yes. be and how stiff the competition is. I mean, you find somewhere that you think, oh yeah, this would do. It's a bit grungy, but whatever. I'll put in an application and you discover there are a hundred other people who've also put in an application. This is literally my life right now. If I'm not on the radio, that's what I'm experiencing right now yep. in Newcastle. But yes, I know exactly how that is. Yeah. So, and, and that's the reality. So if you are behind the eight ball in, in any sense, um, you know, you have you know, some health issues or you have a dog or, you know, you, you have some, some kids and you're single or even if they just don't like the look of you you know because of your your race your religion your you know your ethnicity or you just dress a a little bit rough Mm. you know you go down the priority list Mm. and and someone else who's a little more scrubbed and shiny and desperate who says oh i'll pay an extra 10 bucks per week if you if you'll give me the place they get it um so it could be just as simple as that you know something unexpected happens and Mm. you're you're looking for a rental now i have a question for you as a as a social worker back in the day um so, you know, this is all this, like, you know, this help for all these homeless people, right? But doesn't the Bible say that the poor will always be with us? And in which case, is there really any point trying to tackle the issue? Like, if they're always going to be there, why can't we just, like, leave them there and move on with our lives? Well, you're you're exactly right. Jesus did say those words. He said, the poor you will always have with you. Um, but he certainly wasn't saying it in that context. Like, someone was saying, hey, you know what's with this um, all this money being spent you know on on an extravagant gift and he said well, hey you know settle down for a minute um because i was saying you know the money should have been spent on the poor instead of on an extravagant gift and he said hey look you'll always have the poor with you by which he meant you can help the poor at any time and i think if you if you just read that one verse in isolation well yeah you can use it as a great excuse to get out of your responsibility but i think you read through the bible more thoroughly you'll see a very different story we have a responsibility to the poor amen
and relaxing but we do hope you wake up because we have some doomsday stories here on Faith FM with Kent and Mon this morning filling in for Lyle Kent you wakey wakey <laughs> <laughs> Kent you have some stories for me some current not, affairs not, stuff not st- that's happening I do but not straight into the, the doomsday stuff there you go make me wait for that All the <laughs> <laughs> I love a good doomsday story <laughs> yeah All, although um, yeah look I, I take back everything mean I said and thought about your positive news story it was actually quite positive wasn't it just it was yeah yeah i'm yeah. glad you took it back on air thank yeah. you excellent yeah. <laughs> so look the big news uh, from yesterday and it's still you know rumbling over the airwaves today is the death of uh, physicist author and cosmologist stephen hawking mm. uh, who died at the age of 76 he's a wow. yeah british scientist extraordinaire basically considered you know the world's foremost genius of of this current era like our version of albert einstein yeah, exactly yeah. yeah yeah what did he die of he i don't actually know what he died of but mm. the in, incredible thing is that when he was 21 just just a young man uh, he was diagnosed with motor neuron disease okay. um, otherwise called als you know the ice bucket challenge oh is thing. that what that was yeah, or, or, I did or, that thing yeah or lou gehrig's disease is another thing that it's called okay. um so he was diagnosed with that at 21 and he was told at that point that he had two years to live. Oh. Yeah. Well, he made it to 76, which is basically a, a normal lifespan. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously in that period of time, his motor neuron did um, have a, an effect on him and he's, you know, slowly degenerated. Um, and uh, so we're very familiar with, you know, Stephen Hawking in a wheelchair using the, you know, computer voice yeah. to, to say in, incredible scientific and philosophical things that, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. that just blew people away. So, yeah, that that is the the big story um, that has really been going around at the minute. I don't know if you've seen the 2014 movie, The Theory of Everything. 
That, no, I haven't. Yeah, that sort of gives you an idea of his life. I mean, it's romanticized oh, and, yeah, and fictionalized. Yeah. And that I've read sort of the stuff. synopsis like I usually do because I can't be bothered spending two hours watching movies. I just <laughs> read the synopsis and I'm like, yeah, got it. Just go to IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> yeah, or yeah, something. And, see, yeah, yeah. And go, oh, yeah. Way to watch a movie. <laughs> seen it. Or, or, or you can read the, the Wikipedia, you know, plot summary. Yeah, yeah, plot summary. Love plot summaries. <laughs> but yeah, but I do remember reading it and thinking, oh, that's sweet, the love story. But then reading um, his ex wife's a bit more uh, realistic account and, you know, definitely seeing it was like a Hollywood romanticised version of that love story in particular. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, well, I mean, he, even in the movie, you see that he he was certainly not a perfect person. You know, he mm-hmm. was, you know, like the rest of us, he, he made his mistakes and there were people hurt along the way. Um, but the criticism of the movie is that it actually went even a bit too easy on him. That He, he was pretty tough, you know, went to live with um, mm-hmm. when it came to relationships. But then you think... Wow, you know, here's someone who was dealing with the physical um, barriers that he, you know, had to deal with and what he accomplished. Uh, for me, that is just an inspiration um, and, and, and incredible. And, and I guess, like, his life and, and his focus and his experience um, is sort of incredible for me because he was very much into science and physics and the real sort of high sort of theoretical stuff that people like me have a, a lot of trouble <laughs> Even even getting our heads around. Yeah, what did he like? I mean, I hate to say like a bit of a noob. Yeah, a bit of a noob. Thank you. <laughs> I'm putting that word in my mouth. Happy, happy to help. <laughs> what what kind of what was his field of science? What was his field of study? Well, uh, I mean, it was you know theoretical physics and and that sort of stuff. Um, the one thing that I could only vaguely understand that seems to be the sort of the big thing that he did, the big contribution he made to science, which the movie is named after, you know, the theory of everything, mm-hmm. is that he took two branches of physics. One is relativity, which Einstein sort of, you know, is the father of, you know, E mm-hmm. equals MC squared and the speed of light and all that sort of stuff. So the, the relativity theory and then also quantum mechanics. And Stephen Hawking came up with the first theory to actually put those two massive um, and apparently contradictory area, areas of science together for the first time um, to make you know something that he hoped would sort of be closer to getting a theory of, of everything. Um, so that is pretty amazing if you're a physicist or, or a scientist or a cosmologist. Um, so that's the, the big thing, yeah, because I had the same question, Monica. Mm. <laughs> you know what? So what exactly did he do? Because um, I thought it was like something with black holes, right? Yeah, he was totally into black holes. Um, yeah, um, there's even a, a... He came up with a mathematical theory that or yeah, a theory that predicted radiation coming out of black holes, um, which I think they now have named after him. They call them Hawking rays or something like that. Oh, yeah. so it's been proved correct. So, well, I don't know, but the, ma- but the proof works on paper at least. Um, I'm not sure how far the experiment has gone to, you know, to verify. But yeah, he's, it seems to be okay. But I mean, this stuff is, you can say, I mean, you can call it mathematical. You can call it... Um, you know, it's all scientific and it's all laid out. But the fact is, they keep sort of switching and changing their theories. You know, mm. one minute it's like, oh, the universe was formed by a Big Bang. And then it's actually, no, it probably wasn't. Um, and then, oh, the age of the universe is this. Oh, wait a minute. Now we found some evidence that says it's not. So it's this whole um, realm of science, particularly when you start to get really theoretical like this, um, 
is a little bit of a stab in the dark, it seems. Um, and there are people who see differently. I mean, Hawking was an avowed atheist, mm-hmm. although he did say things, you know, like, um, you know, when we can put all these, like a theory of everything together, then we will know the mind of God. I mean, I think in that sense, he was speaking about God in more of a metaphorical than a literal yeah. sense. Um, but there are other people in, you know, his field and similar fields who are, even though they're you know super intelligent, uh, people like Paul Davies, for example, who seems to be, who seem to be a lot more open to the idea of an actual intelligent being who does govern the universe, and they see the incredible order out there, they see the laws of the universe um, in operation, and they say, wow, you know, th- there is something going on here. And obviously, Stephen Hawking, you know, was a part of that debate, mm-hmm. usually on the no side, but I mean, you know, he believed in aliens and multiverses and all this sort of other weird stuff that you might think, okay, well, that's you know interesting, but. You know, he had his formulas for it and um, it made sense to him. So, yeah, incredible uh, verse in Isaiah forty twenty six that sort of um, relates to this. And my laptop just decided to cancel out just as I was about to read it. Where did you go? It's Isaiah forty twenty six. Have, have you got a Bible there for I me? I do have Monica? a Bible here. Isaiah forty twenty six. Yeah. And it sort of reminds me of Stephen Hawking and and his search, um, you know, for for reality, l- looking at the looking at the cosmos, looking at the universe, and trying to make sense of it all. And um, yeah, I'll read what, it for what, you. what does it say? Lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who has created these things? That brings out their hosts by number. He calls them all by names by the greatness of his might. For he, for that he is strong in power. Not one fails. Wow, okay. Well, see, my, my translation, the um, New International Version, which mm-hmm. is the best, um, <laughs> is, is, is a little more specific, and it says, lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Mm. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. So it's, you know, talking about look, and we've all been, had that experience, haven't we? You, know, you look up at the sky at night, you see the Milky Way. You feel so little. I know you do, yeah. yeah sprawled across the sky and, and you think, wow, what incredible beauty, you know, like, what did I do to deserve to even be able to witness this? Um, so yeah, Stephen Hawking, that's one. Have we got time for me to do another news you got story? 30 seconds. Oh, heck. The other one I was going to talk about <laughs> is a computer game called Eco, which um, is sort of a cross between um, Minecraft, SimCity, Second Life, and it really is like this model of how do we stop um, environmental destruction, and it, which seems to be a lot of concern that people have oh. at the minute. Yeah. So there's this meteor that's going to hit your little planet, and you've got to figure out how to stop it. I think we should talk yeah. more about that later. Okay. But for now, we are going to have our guest interview with Adele and David Stojic, so stay tuned for that. We'll be back after the interview with more about this video game. Thank you. 
Welcome back to Faith FM. You're listening to The Breakfast Show and very good morning to you all around Australia and a very good morning to Pastor David Stoichich, one of our regular guests. Good morning. What a great <laughs> thing to be here again weekly. Oh, it's always lovely to have you here. And today you've got a topic that I think a lot of people will be able to relate to and that is burnout, the telltale signs of burnout. Do you have it? <laughs> <laughs> I guess probably some of our listeners might be going through burnout right now and for them it will hopefully be good to hear what they can do to recover um, others might have already been there and then there might be some people who may not even know that they're suffering from it so David can you tell us what burnout is and what are its symptoms all right so so burnout is one of those road hazards if we can express ourselves poetically <laughs> in life that high achievers really should be keeping a close eye out for uh, but sadly, often because of the I-can-do-everything personalities, they rarely see it coming. So, so it's a hazard. So what is burnout? Burnout is a state of chronic. Whenever, whenever we hear this word chronic, something has been going on for a while. Chronic stress that leads to uh, about three things at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, physical and emotional exhaustion. And number two, cynicism and detachment. And number three, feelings of ineffectiveness and lack of accomplishment. Well, I guess at some point everyone's felt at least (laughs) one of those things. But if you're feeling all of them in combination, that's a worry. That's right. So So these are signs, yeah. hmm, It'd be interesting to look more closely at each of these areas. But just before we do that, um, I've known myself some people who have burned out and it caught us by surprise because they really did seem to be doing pretty well. I think we all know some of those high achievers. Mm. Um, Their burnout might have come as a surprise to us. However, burnout uh, or burnouts don't happen suddenly. You don't have, uh, you don't wake up one morning and all of a sudden have a burnout. Uh, It's the nature. Its nature is much more insidious, uh, creeping up on us over time like a slow leak, which makes it much harder to recognize still our bodies and minds do give us warning Adele mm-hmm. and I think that's something very very important uh, to keep in mind and and uh, and we we must uh, look for uh, these things and recognize them before it's too late mm. so what are the signs of burnout I think you've already give us a bit of a hint when you said that burnout is a state of chronic stress that leads to physical and emotional exhaustion cynicism and detachment and feelings of ineffectiveness and a lack of accomplishment yep <laughs> each of these three areas is characterized by certain signs and symptoms although there is overlap in some areas as we'll probably find out later these signs Signs and symptoms exist along a continuum. Mm. So it's a matter of degree, so to say. In other words, the difference between stress and burnout is a matter of a degree. Ah. You know, how much how stress, much you're stress that's mm. right, how much you suffer for, uh, for and uh, wow. which means that the earlier we recognize the signs, um, the better able we will be uh, to avoid Uh, a burnout Uh, well if you do something of course to address Mm. the symptoms when you recognize them I guess that's the important factor to remember that you know it's not just recognizing it but acting on it so let's look at the first area you've mentioned what are some of the signs of physical and emotional exhaustion well there are quite quite a few of them Uh, let's let's just mention some of those signs of uh, of physical you know uh, and emotional exhaustion Um, it's chronic fatigue 
uh, people constantly feeling feeling tired, insomnia. Mm-hmm. They can't they can't uh, you know sleep initially. Maybe just you know uh, occasionally, and then it as it gets progresses, worse, and worse. Get, gets worse mm-hmm. and worse. Mm-hmm. The same with, with fatigue. Maybe initially we just feel a bit tired, and then it becomes like a constant thing. Mm-hmm. Then forgetfulness, impaired concentration in attention um, and there's some physical symptoms as well uh, may include they may include chest pain oh, wow. heart palpitations shortness of breath uh, some problems with the bowel ga- gastrointestinal pain mm. dizziness faintings or, and, and or head eye, headaches which is sort of similar to anxiety in some ways very, in the symptoms there very much so because stress mm. prolonged same, same. stress <laughs> pretty much you know, causes death and depression mm. and we'll mention that mm. so then then also we notice that that um, the further we progress down the path of burnout uh, we have we succumb more frequently to, to various illnesses mm. we get flu more frequently I know when I when I'm not uh, careful I have this cold, cold source they, okay, they, 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 they appear yeah. and, and, and I know that my immune system is, is mm. system is getting run down so I need to, to, to step back then it could be loss of appetite you know in early stages people may just not feel hungry mm. here and there but later on they just completely you know uh, lose appetite and, wow. they, and they, they lose they lose they, they can experience weight loss huh. significant weight loss and then you mentioned uh, anxiety, <laughs> anxiety, 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 and depression. Uh, mm. th- these are basically certainly signs uh, of of of, um, um, of burnout. You mm. know, anxiety ranging from mild symptoms of tension and uh, you know worry and edginess, and then the further we 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 we, we actually go down the path of um, um, burnout. Uh, it can even even look like a heart attack, mm, uh, you know. So, so anxiety can mm. be a very very scary experience. Um, depression, of course, uh, uh, you know, uh, people may just feel initially mildly sad or flat, occasionally hopeless, and then it all progresses to the to the, to the extent where. In more severe cases, people just completely lose self worth. They wish they were not mm. there. They wish they wish they were dead, and so on and so wow. on. And then anger, anger, you know, which is all connected. So to, mm. say, to say with this is that at first it may present uh, as interpersonal tension and irritability. In the latter stages, this may turn into angry outbursts and serious arguments at home and in the workplace. Mm. And then when actually, the next stage, actually people can become even physically violent. Wow. And these are all really signs when something of this nature is happening, people really need to go and seek help straight mm. away, professional help. Very much so. So with the number of physical and emotional warning signs that are there, I think still sometimes people might initially overlook them. And they might just think they're having a bad day or a bad week, while in essence they actually could be on their way to a burnout. That's exactly so. Um, uh, but as we mentioned, there, there are, apart from that physical and emotional exhaustion, there are a few other signs, you know, like uh, cynicism and, and detachment. <laughs> Some people might, as they listen to this, may say, oh. <laughs> I'm cynical all the time. <laughs> <laughs> then, then feelings of mm. ineffectiveness and, and, and lack of accomplishment. Mm. You know? So these are the additional kind of uh, areas in which there are signs that yeah. actually can tell us that something is wrong under the hood. See, that's very interesting. And I suspect we might be hearing a few things here that may necessitate some soul searching and some adjustment in thinking and lifestyle. So what are some of the telltale signs to do with cynicism and attachment? 
Okay, well, here are some of those warning signs as we, um, uh, that, that we should be watching for. Uh, number one is, is loss of enjoyment. At first, loss of enjoyment may seem very mild such as not wanting to go to work or being eager to leave. Who ever wants to go to work? <laughs> no. uh, I hope we, we enjoy, enjoy our work. Mm. Uh, we should, actually. We do. Uh, yeah. th- then, no, not just us, but you know, people mm. in general. Yeah, find if, fulfillment in If we don't find in fulfillment uh, in our work on an ongoing basis, mm. inevitably this is going to lead to actually stress mm. uh, and, and burnout. So yeah. we need to look for a different option in that case. So... Without intervention, loss of enjoyment may extend to all areas of life, including the time you spend with family and friends. So it may start in one area, but this loss of enjoyment can lead to like... It's so kind of like a fire almost, that's, you know, it's like if you don't deal with that spot fire right. there, it just kind of grows. Exactly. So in, in other words, you, you come to a stage where nothing is enjoyable, mm. life is not worth living and so on mm. and so on. Uh, c- closely connected to this loss of enjoyment is also pessimism. At first, uh, people may present it, it may present itself as negative self-talk, and we we had uh, yes. one of the presentations. Yeah, on the that self-talk. was really interesting. Uh, or, or moving from a glass full, half full to a glass half empty attitude. Mm. But uh, the the more it progresses, it may go well beyond how you feel about yourself and extend to trust issues with coworkers and family members mm. and so on and so on. So then there is also isolation uh, people just don't want to mingle with people any longer you know and 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 uh, they just feel that that is not something they want mm. to do in, well, well in fact before they were social creatures and then detachment uh, and detachment is, is a general sense of feeling disconnected from others or from your environment so mm. it can take form of the isolative behaviors described as you said mm. not wanting to mingle and result in removing yourself emotionally and physically from your job and other responsibilities so you may be even physically present but, but being mentally de- not but being detached you know Well, we're going to have to look at a little bit more of this after we come back from listening to this track. You're here on The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. Light as a bird, I could fly. That's the way I always feel when your love melts away my fears for Inside troubled mind Mistakes I wanted to hide How could I be a light for you? I'm as light as a bird for you Have shown all my weaknesses You've known Still you pick me up Saying together we can do it Keep running and so
welcome back to Faith FM. You're on The Breakfast Show with Adele and Pastor David Stoichich. Mm. And we've just been looking at the topic of burnout and how you can tell you have it. So just before we were listening to that song, we were looking at ways in which, you know, you can f- suffer from physical and emotional burnout. That's right. And then also, too, the cynicism and detachment sort of aspect of it all, which was really interesting. And I guess, too, you know, you look at physical and emotional exhaustion coupled with cynicism and de- detachment inevitably would lead to diminished functionality in life and effectiveness, too, which in essence, is the third area of life in which we see warning signs as we head towards burnout. So can you share with us a few warning signs in this area, David? In the in the areas of feelings of ineffectiveness and lack of mm. accomplishment. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Some people would say, well, that's how we feel all the time. <laughs> Well, but really, it's 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 more specific. Um, here are some of the here are some of the warning signs that we can put under the umbrella of feeling feelings of ineffectiveness and lack of accomplishment. Um, there's this feeling of apathy and hopelessness, which is, by the way, associated with uh, with depression in in mm-hmm. many ways, uh, and we mentioned that already. Uh, as the symptoms worsen, these feelings may become immobilizing, uh, making it seems like, what's the point, you know? So. Yeah, and I guess, you know, if people sort of have that mindset of, well, nothing really matters anyway, then... That's right. Yeah. And it's really, a really sad s- situation to be in, a feeling, a feeling of apathy and hopelessness. Mm. Uh, life is not really worth, worth feeling, uh, living. Uh, then then there's also, uh, in this area, increased irritability. We did mention that you know, in the other category, but irritability often seems um, stems from the feeling of ineffective, mm. unimportant, useless, and increasing uh, and an increasing sense that you're you're not able to do things as effectively and um, efficiently as you mm. once did. Uh, in the early stages, uh, this can interfere in personal and professional relationships as it was it can destroy relationships and careers so, yeah that's you know. true and it's a really good incentive that reminder to actually address these issues Absolutely. instead of going oh, i'll just deal with them later it's you know and then then there is this lack of productivity and, and poor performance mm. despite despite long hours uh, chronic stress prevents us from being as productive as once uh, we were once which often results in incomplete projects and an ever-growing to-do list. At times it seems that as hard as one tries it, uh, you can't climb uh, out uh, from from that pit in which you find yourself. Mm. Uh, I just would like to say here, this is a good point to say this. when it comes to burnout, we mentioned that the people who are highly motivated, go-get kind of type of people, mm. high achievers, they get this. Many of these people are also people who work in people, uh, people, you know, people's professions. Yeah. And and uh, I'm a pastor, you know. Uh, I have to watch it myself very mm. much uh, mm. because I'm that type of person who likes to, to achieve and do creative good yeah. things. Uh, but, but but it can come. If you see yourself uh, becoming more irritable, uh, becoming more cynical, more pessimistic, uh, losing that joy and spark in our life, whatever we do, uh, I think that's time to really pause and reflect on these, these, um, these things that you mentioned. Mm. I guess too, just sort of thinking is a bit of a sideline to it though, that 
it kind of emphasizes the importance of checking in with people around us. Absolutely. You know, not just with Are ourselves. You okay? But, you know, <laughs> if we see someone who is struggling yes. or we think might be struggling, then, yes. you know, we should check in with them and say, you're doing all right. Can I help you? Is there, you know, they may not respond well to it because sometimes people don't. But and, and Adele, in, in mm. a workplace, really, really, uh, if you are in, in some executive positions and if you are responsible for people, uh, sometimes we, we can be so driven by, by the bottom line uh, mm. or by the outcomes. Uh, or if you work with team members uh, and then things don't happen mm. or people kind of start to, to behave out of character mm. uh, we need to be in tune with this we need to understand and we yeah, need to, we need to encourage people and, yeah mm. so just recapping there's the signs of burnout in physical and emotional exhaustion That's cynicism right. and detachment and feelings of ineffectiveness and a lack of accomplishment That's right. so recognizing the signs or early stages of burnout can help some people to pull back from the brink figuratively speaking of the abyss um, but what else can we do to avoid burnout or to recover if we are actually suffering from it well as as you mentioned Adele uh, we should keep uh, we should uh, keep the warning signs that we mentioned in mind mm. being aware number one uh, and then take some time to honestly assess the amount of stress in your life and find ways to reduce it before it's too late mm. uh, burn, burnout isn't like the flu it doesn't go away after a few weeks unless you make some changes yeah. in your life and as hard as that may seem it's the smartest thing to do because making a few little changes uh, now will keep you in the race with a lot of gas, a lot of fuel mm. the, to get you across the finishing line. So what changes would you suggest people make? So number one, uh, uh, be aware, don't ignore basic maintenance. Uh, those things that may not be urgent, but they are important. Mm. Take time to rest. Um, um, uh, here comes, uh, from the spiritual perspective, here comes this biblical concept of Sabbath. As we find that in, in Exodus, it's, it's the fourth commandment. And this is, this is uh, what God says in that commandment. I think it's very well worth actually reading this commandment. Mm. Uh, God says, remember, in Exodus 20, verses 8 to 10, remember the Shabbat or Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you and your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your guests or even your visitors. Mm. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth the sea and all that is in them and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So the Sabbath word comes from the Hebrew word for Shabbat, which means ceasing or stopping, hmm. uh, stopping to work. Yeah. You know? I guess that's a really important thing to remember too, that it's not just for you, it's for everyone. That's you right. Know, it's like this holistic approach to preventing burnout for everyone. It's not like, you know, there's just one person taking the day off. It's that's right. your whole household. Systematic guests, approach. That's right. The, the livestock, everyone. That's yeah. right. That's mm. right. That's right. And and and, uh, and that was just specifically given, I believe, because God, he says, I'm the, God says, I'm the creator of all things. Mm. And then he gives this commandment. He's our creator. He knows our limitations. We need to rest. And mm. so, then also take time to sleep. You know, mm. Yes, so, that so, is so important. Take, take a break. <laughs> take time. Take time to sleep. Uh, we, 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 we are told that research has, uh, says six to eight hours mm. of sleep at least. Uh, some might need nine. Some might be okay with, with, with seven, mm. seven to eight. Uh, so eat well. 
and the right type of food. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a big difference, actually. Otherwise, we can get to what, what is called nutritional hit. Mm. We may have that chemical imbalance. Uh, our new neurotransmitters in our brain may not mm. be working well. Mm. And so we even have a biblical instruction, you know, when it comes to good food. In, in Genesis chapter 1, 29, we have that where it says, And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit you shall have them for food. Mm. So plant-based diet, there's so much research, you know, Adele. Yeah, a lot of the uh, health benefits that come from it. You get so much nutritional value from it. That's right. Mm. And, and, and so, so that's, the, that's the ideal diet. Then hydrate. Uh, drink uh, six to eight glasses of water daily. Mm. So it's, it's a very important thing. It is. And, you know, people will often get sort of that brain fog feeling yeah. if they haven't drunk enough water. Yeah. And yeah, mm. A couple of books, Adele, that I, that I got, uh, I, I just got them when I saw what they're covering. The title is you're not uh, you're not sick you're just thirsty. Oh, yes, so I've so heard of that one. Yeah. So, so they're making making a very uh, good re- they've done a good research on actually mm. connection b- uh, of of being dehydrated and sickness. Mm. Then exercise uh, uh, it reduces stress and, oh, and anxiety. Very much so. Replace neg- negativity uh, by an attitude of gratitude. Mm. And scripture speaks about it. You know you know uh, be grateful in all things. Mm. And then and then in Philippians chapter four it says. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Mm. And then it tells us what kind of things to focus on, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, and so on and so on. So our focus has to be very, very specific and very Mm. precise. And then finally, I guess, you know, the biggest tip is be around people who are good for you. Ah, <laughs> Surround yourself with positive people, positive influence. Mm. Uh, and people, connect with God. People who are mm. balanced. Mm. And God, of course. Of yeah. course. Well, that all sounds fantastic. I think it's easy, practical, sensible advice that anyone can follow. And I think it's a good way to keep ourselves from burnout. Thank you so much for joining us again this morning on The Breakfast Show, David. It was wonderful having you here. Great pleasure to be always here and and to be with our listeners. Yes, well, we're going to listen to a track now and we'll be back after this with so much more on Faith FM. Take me by my arm Tomorrow 
listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.